Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 720 on the clip to play for Tony. And some people are questioning whether or not you're really happy to be back. We'll find out. Why wouldn't I be? Well, we'll find out. Coming up at 720. Don't give it away, damn it. 216-474-0092. Also a court-storming controversy in college basketball coming up at around 9 o'clock. Get to that with everybody. Do we have a Darius Garland problem or a people just scapegoating him? JB was upset last night with the loss, and he had every reason to be, and this is what JB no, had they won or, No, they won. Excuse me. It felt like a loss. I beg your pardon. He they was won. upset that the hosts are saying or giving outcomes that didn't happen. Sorry. They won. They won 114-105. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry. They won 114-105. Over again. Here is JB. I'm sorry. I'm so, I got so used to t- them talking about losses here. I forgot. Well, it was their first win after the break. Lord so. almighty. All right, here is J.B. Bickerstaff, not thrilled with the effort in the win. <laughs> we just need to be better. I don't think we played to our standard. Um, I expected more fire from our group after, you know, losing two games in a row and then having an opportunity for me to play another one. Says they need to step it up. We've got to get back to playing with that spirit and the way we played before the break. Uh, we got some tough stretches coming up here, but we've got to be better. I've got to do a better job of getting guys ready to play, uh, and our players got to do a better job as well. Darius Garland had a pretty good fourth quarter, even though some people have been very critical of Darius. Here's what he had to say about that. I mean, it was good. I knew I was due for a couple buckets at least. Two big ones, that definitely felt good. Especially just how my team is behind me. They just always encouraging me to just keep going and keep being aggressive to help us be better. So when I made a cup, I looked at the bench and everybody was super hyped in. So that felt good. I mean, is this a normal after All-Star break swoon? Is this, am I rationalizing something that really shouldn't be rationalized? What is this tone? Uh, because they're obviously they haven't started off very well, and and I think people are dusting off. They they really didn't even have a chance to get dusty. I think they're just bringing out old arguments that they made before the Cavs went on such a great run of wins, where they would yeah, complain yeah, about true. Darius Garland, and then that went away, and then all of a sudden they lose a couple in a row, and then they don't look that good against Washington, even though they won last night. And well, here we're hearing about Darius Garland again. I'm gonna get to Mobley here in a second, but I want to hear about this. Yeah, they um. They had played so well. They they had looked like they were in playoff form, you know, during that stretch of 18 or so games. And, you know, teams, if you look, every team that that is legitimate, that you think is a legitimate playoff team in the NBA, they all go on pretty, pretty incredible 10-game runs. I mean, almost almost every team will have that. The, the Cavs doubled that. They had a great almost 20-game 20, 20 run. And then if you were to actually strip it down and look at the teams they were playing, yeah, they 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 had – 
for the most part, an easy schedule. And then they had Milwaukee three times during the biggest weirdo stretch of, of any NBA team, what Milwaukee went through, where they, they, they played against two different coaches, but the other coach who hadn't come in yet was sitting on the bench. It was very weird. So they got Milwaukee during the best time ever. I, I think Milwaukee will be a very different team at the end of the year than what, what they got during that, that stretch. So they played outstandingly well. They had this this three point this three point identity because Sam Merrill had to play minutes, and now he's been buried, you know, on the bench. He's not in the rotation again. So they're they're kind of a different team. Evan Mobley comes back. He's not going to shoot many threes at all. What he he's been shooting what one two a game since, since he's come back. Game since he's, so yeah. that's that's a different identity than what they had played with, and they're trying to figure out how to get Mobley and Garland back in with. But then oh by the way, Donovan Mitchell's going to miss two games. So they're not going to have, they're probably not going to have a stretch like that the rest of the year. They're probably, that's probably not who they are at their peak. They're probably not that team that was unbeatable and plowing through teams, just decimating teams. They were never that good. Well, like they're, 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 a lot of that was because of the schedule, I think. And just, they were going on one of those stretches that I said, all the good NBA teams have. Now, the important part is what is their true identity come playoff time? How are they going to get their starting lineup to play at a level where they can be confident in the playoffs? Because they are not, they have not played all year. They haven't had enough minutes together because of the injuries. Um, I think that's going to be, you asked if that was part of the experimentation that's going to go on with this team. I mean, I've seen people start to hint at, do they need to make a starting lineup change? Because, you know, Max Drews has not shot the ball well all year. He's doing all the little things well. But what is that going to look like in a playoff series? Like if he if he shoots like he's shooting this season in a playoff series, will his minutes be limited? Will he be a part of the closing units? But he gives them so so much spacing. There are a lot of questions there we have right now with this team. Well, this is the offshoot, despite their incredible record. Yeah, this is the offshoot of what's going on with uh with Darius Garland. What people are talking about because I, I still think that you know Donovan's seven years into this thing I think Donovan's shown that he is unequivocally their leader and they will go by the beat of his drum he has come into here within a year and a half and has been the guy for this basketball team that they relate to that runs the whole show he is without a doubt the leader but there's also been a bit of a problem with Donovan not with Donovan Mitchell but with everybody else and and I brought this up before when we just sit here and we talk about learn lessons and growing gr- growth spots and whatever the hell Kobe Altman wanted to say, you know, when Donovan's not out there on the floor, do we know who's going to have to step up? Do we really know who has that gear to step up? Like I think Jared Allen is doing his very best to step up, but I can't re- I can't put it all on Jared Allen, whose job it is to really go to the block to be the guy that leads this team forward. And Evan Mobley, I mean, we have handled him with kid gloves, myself included. And certainly the same's been said for Darius Garland, where, again, I, I bring up the preschool aspect of things, going, when's the gas really get hit here? Now, I'm not trying to be nasty about it. They won a lot of games, so I'm not trying to go back to old criticisms of it. But I start to think that some of that stuff about the culture rears its ugly head here when you don't have Donovan out there on the floor. Because Donovan's the type of guy who will point in someone's face, it seems, and will tell them about what's right and what's wrong and what needs to be done. And without his leadership out there on the floor, and yesterday I think I think he was held back a little bit coming back from this sure. illness. When you don't have him out there on the floor at full speed to either A, lead, or B, protect everybody the way he had to against Detroit a couple of months back or a couple of weeks back, 
And in this game against Washington where Darius Garland had to take over, I, I, I find that there might be a little bit of growth out of that. But I think that that might be one of the problems that we've talked about with the Cavs. Like, when is everybody else going to hit the gas? Yeah, the, the we things can't, we can't just be this plucky up and coming team no, forever, no, no. guys. And, and and look, there's there's a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that have huge question marks going going here down the stretch. What the Cavs have 26 games left in the season here now after the All Star break. So you know, one thing I'm I, I don't want to see happen, which I think kind of happened last year, and it was um, an underestimated part of maybe what happened to Donovan Mitchell is they rode Donovan way, way too much down the stretch at the end of last year. Remember the last three weeks yes. of the season? He was he was like an MVP. He was scoring 40 a game, playing 40 minutes a game. Can't have that again. I don't need that. I, I, I know Donovan is a special player, is a very special player. I need to see other guys step up in this last stretch of the season. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at Darius, getting back to being Darius Garland. Hopefully he can be healthy and getting back to the guy he is. Because right now, the, the guy I'm seeing is not anywhere near what I thought I'd be seeing out of this stage of his career. And just seeding purposes. You know, who who does it look like they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs? You know, you have built up a lot of a lot of equity here. You have, you've done such a great job stacking wins. Um, the optimal phrase, we love saying that. They actually did it. They went out and did it. So what does that mean? Are they going to get a first-round matchup that is reflective of the great season they had? Or are they going to kind of get screwed and play a team that has no business being there in the first round on the other side of, of that? Like, it, Milwaukee's right there with you right now. I haven't got to see a lot of the Pacers, but from what I've seen of the Pacers, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton would probably be the best player on the floor. They had a gr- oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. they, they had a great win last night against Dallas. You're playing the Mavs, I think, on yeah. – uh, what is it? Are they getting the Mavs tomorrow? So – uh, you know, that's going to be a nice uh, yes. litmus test. If Kyrie home, actually plays, that'll be a nice nice litmus test because the, the Mavs have been a totally different team um, over the, the the last month. They've been a, a much better well, team. Well, let me ask you this, though. Then, then Evan's in year three, and I know he's coming off an injury, and they've asked him to shoot more threes. He didn't shoot any last night. Should he start to become the second option here? Because some of this stuff, you know, we're talking about starting lineups and talking about rotations. It sounds like I'm just putting a little bit of a – a coverall on everything and not really – I think to some maybe I'm not looking at the truth, but I got to figure things out in a 82-game schedule where we're well ahead and we'll make the playoffs and everything will be fine. We just want to hold on to home court. We're four games ahead of that right now. It, there's something for experimentation. Should Evan be the second option then? No, I don't Should think we he, work him in? I don't think or he, is that possible? No. I, I think it's too late. I uh, Unfortunately for Evan, I think this has been – Man, I heard uh, coming in, I was listening to Rosillo. Rosillo uh, and, and Bill Simmons, you know, they, they had a big chunk talking about the Cavs. And Rosillo's like, I'm, I'm changing my ceiling for Evan Mobley. And I thought, man, is, that's a little too early to start doing that. And he was talking about it in a negative way. Yeah. Um, because a lot of guys saw Evan in his, his rookie year, and they're like, oh, my God, this can be a transcendent player. Now here we are in year three, and we're like, all right, he's still transcendent defensively. I mean, he's amazing as a defensive player, and that's always going to be very valuable, especially in this NBA where where you, you just don't see guys play defense in a regular season like Evan does. But offensively, you know, if you, if you're starting to truly adjust what he is, then that changes that changes composition discussions for this team. That changes core conversations because if he's not going to be the, the offensive player you thought he was, then long-term, what kind of guys need to be around him? 
we're not having that conversation about this year. This you'd year, have to put shooters right. This, yeah, I mean, you'd want to do that anyway, you would think. But this year's team right now, Darius has to be, has to be a much, much better point guard. And there are just so many guys ahead of him where in the playoffs, especially the second round of a playoff series, you know, who would you pick him against? Oh, I mean, the Cavs? Darius Garland. What what oh. what point guard matchups oh, would you be like? The Cavs have a definitive advantage. Right now, aren't a lot of them. Nobody off the top of your head. Like I, I'm I, I sound like I'm carrying a lot of water for Darius Garland. And maybe I am. Maybe I am. But I, I think that some of the criticisms have been unwarranted. I think some of the criticisms are hold are holdovers from the Colin Sexton era. And maybe I'm bringing up too much old stuff. That's fine. Uh, but some of this stuff, I think, is is explainable. And I think some of it is where they got to get some things figured out. But I also think that some of this is how their, their culture has been with Darius through his, what, now five years with this, or, with this organization. Donovan's only in his second season. He's, he's had to put a lot of change with this basketball team. And you can see it in certain ways. It, again, Jared Allen has taken a very serious turn this year and has been such a wonderful player to watch. And he was great last year. He's fun. Don't get me wrong. But this is a very serious, meaner Jared Allen that we like. And a lot of this is good. I need other guys to be able to raise it up. Because right now we're trying to find some things here through the second half of the season. And a lot of this is explainable, but I don't want it to get caught up too quickly. 216-474-0092. I don't want it to catch up with us too quickly, especially when the postseason comes around. Coming up at 745, Lima Likes. We got some people in. We'll try to get to you guys. And the cap went up. But two of the guys we wanted are probably safe from free agency. You got to take the good and the bad. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. Lima Likes at 745. Maybe that'll be on no like. Well, then I'm just not a happy person in general because I was certainly not happy at home. Certainly not happy last night at midnight. Wasn't happy last night at 2.30. Wasn't happy last night at 3.45. Yeah, you wanted him. You got him. You have a son. It'll be fun here in like a year. <laughs> in 10 years. It'll be fun. No, in 10. There's times I see Axel. I'm like, ah, oh, let's slow the time down. Yeah, I can see that. Because before he was all too happy to go get me beers and all this stuff. And eventually I'm like, yeah, it's going to run out here soon. It's just sad eventually. But yeah, you were back yesterday. Yeah. You were back today. You're and, back. Uh, Everybody's exciting. happy to yeah. see you. The oh, new I'm voice in. guy's back too, and yes. he's happy to see you. I am a big fan of the new voice guy. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. There you go. Happy to see you. What was that? What was? What? It's the new voice guy. Okay. Ooh. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. I didn't make it. He Who sent it that? in. Does he listen to the Did show? He say it himself. Well, that's him saying it. He must listen to the show. I got a bunch of stuff. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. Oh, that's a lot of news, Max. That's what guys do when they're sitting at home not having sex and not talking to women. They watch Newsmax, and that's what was happening. It's happy to be back. I am. You're not a new daddy. Well, you're an old daddy. One of the newest. Well, that guy doesn't know me that well. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. Uh, how is the new one? Fine. <laughs> oh, glad. We're glad we got you back. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. They wake you up every five minutes, which I don't like, <laughs> but they have to because they have to make sure the wife is going to survive and that the baby is going to survive. Yeah, when you put it like that, well, it was a great process for you. Was it? Sounds like it. Sounds like, at least it was interesting. Wasn't One of boring. Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. Second baby comes around. Grow up. <laughs> But you're not a new dad. You're an old dad. 
Once you've had a dad, once you've had a kid, you're not a new dad. Yeah, anymore. nobody cares. You know, that's the other thing. Like when you first have the child, a lot of people come out of the woodwork. They really, at least, yeah. they send in text messages. They really want to know how you're doing. They want to FaceTime. Second time around, it's like, all right, we get it. It's true. We get it. You've chosen this life. Like, don't spare yeah. me the the details. If you have a third, people are like, you sure? Right. You really right. wanted to do this. And and I'm already getting asked because yeah. what's crazy, I don't know if it's a West Side Irish thing. I have no idea. Oh, you're low on the totem pole there? With the amount of people? With it the amount of kids in your family? Ama- I, I look at families of any more than two, so that, that'd be you. Yeah. Owen, now yours was by different circumstances. Yeah, we were He's still over, bunch. though. You're, Independently. Your Brady Bunch situation, I don't know how anybody could have more than two. One of Cleveland's newest daddies is back where he belongs. I am not needed here in any facet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, threes. There's a when you have the third, a lot of people think, a lot of people think they're an accident. Yeah, a lot of people thought Jonah was an accident, and we're like, no, it was planned. I'll take you to the gory details if you want to know. But a lot of people are like, really? And I'm like, yeah, she's. We're having another. And they're like, okay. Like people are like, all right, like. They, so they just I, really thought that he was um, he was a whoopsies. My whole life I took for granted because the guy, it's whatever. The guy's just doing whatever. I admit we didn't plan very long, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the guy's just doing whatever he's told at that point in the, in the relationship, in the marriage. Yeah. I can't believe how many mothers just will go four out of five years pregnant every year. Six out of eight years. Uh, I was pregnant that entire time. Well, they're so starting wait, a dynasty. So you, yeah. Yeah. You you didn't drink. They they you just, didn't go out. You well, didn't some do anything. Drink that you much. didn't vacation. You didn't travel. I mean, some of them do, which is amazing to me. Yeah, that's another story. I don't see traveling in our in our future. People just have different priorities. They just do. Yeah, like you know, I've I've said it. Like Liz and I, we are not going on vacation this year with our children. And there are people who cannot believe. Oh God, we would dare go on vacation without our children. And I'm just like, no, we're th- th- this is about us, and we're going on vacation without our kids, and if we go somewhere next year, we'll take them with us next year. But I'm, we're going without them because, uh, you know, eventually they'll leave the nest, and then we're get, we got to be together, and I don't just want to, you know, we don't want to just forget about each other but, there for but a I, while. But I do wonder some of the, the females maybe listening in our audience, the identity of being pregnant. Now, now some make it seem like it's, it was the worst thing to ever happen to them. They, they can't move. They can't do the daily errands. They can't do anything. Sarah wasn't that way. Like she was, she could still be very independent. There is the matter of taking care of your other, your other child. But when I see these families of four, five, six, I'm like, how? Well, I, I have an some, endodontist that has eight. Yeah. What? So every year you were pregnant for a decade. Like and some of those moms cow. do get put on bed rest for like the last two months. Amazing. Of the it's true. She, uh, like, Liz, I have no clue how it happens. This really liked it. That's all I remember. Is there, but, was it a hormonal thing? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, mothering or yeah, anything like yeah, that? Yeah. I guess. I guess. I know she really liked it. And we thought we were done with, with the two. And then, you know, I, I always wanted a girl. And then we had Jonah. And now I'm, now I'm really done. Like, well, now yeah. it's over. You, you went down a very dangerous path of, we're going to keep going till we have potentially a, a which, girl, which yeah. is Once I got playing with fire. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Because I don't, I don't need a fourth boy. I got three and three is enough. I don't need a fourth. So now I can't even, I cannot, because then I don't even want to like, I don't resent the thought of finding me, out what he is. And then if he's a boy, I'm going, Great. you told me what during the day, Liz gets a little bored. You're watching random college football games. Like there's a void there. There could be, there could be something during the day. Could you lapse right back into, eh, 
Oh, I mean, yeah. every now and then, every now and then, there's like a, a, a conversation that happens because, I mean, she's, we're not getting any younger or anything like that, but I'm just like, man, like I could see a finish line now. He's four. My youngest is four. He's kind of fun, but there's also like a, he's kind of like her little doll in a lot of ways. So it's like she hangs out with him all the time. We're like, I don't need, we don't need anymore. I'm done. So I, I've I'm wondered, done. like, you got your friend. We're done. Like me, the two of us. I got you a dog. We don't the need to worry two, about right. it. The two of us in our relationship, we have said, I'm getting snipped. This is over. She's like, I, we're never going through this again. But that, I know they're kind of reversible, but if, is there any chance in five years, once the kids are at school, now we'll be old. We'll be, we'll be, you know, significantly older. Yeah. Well, one of you will be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, I'll you'll be there. Uh, but will there be the, the, the thought, hey, Yes. Well, wouldn't it be That'll nice happen. to have another one? That'll happen. Yeah. Like, we're just done because with this? Because there is, I think there's something naturally, and I got I to gotta bring up the bronze here at some point. We got to get to Anthony in Cleveland, too. But there is something naturally, I think, that will happen where new kids do keep you young, in a way. Because now there's a lot of thoughts that just like, well, this is it. This is And with Joan, it's like, oh, that's the last chance I'm going to have to do this, that, and the other, and this, Man. that, and the other. And so when you have another... It's like, well, then there's all this anticipation and things like that. Yeah, it'll hit you. Like, I, you know, I've said we're done many times. It doesn't mean that it's not brought to the table by either one of us. So it, it's it's just one of those things you naturally go through. Because, I mean, people are, you know, I, I, your, your parents were ancient when they were in their late 30s, mid to late 30s. Now it, it feels different. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Plus it feels because now you're in your late, you're in your early 40s. Mid 40s. But it feels different for you once you actually hit it. Plus people are younger than they've really ever been. 
or at least they felt younger because, you know, the health and science and all the other things that come with it. So people are thinking about that more and more. By the way, just while, before we go to Anthony here, uh, you can hear full clips of our local shows like the ones we're having about Lima dying. Uh, so now you have the option of listening to a specific chapter labeled by our, all our producers or listen to the entire show on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app now and take the time to listen to the most local sports talk or, you know, whether or not you're going to have a third. In all of Northeast Ohio, and all of Ohio for that matter. All right, one more thing about Evan Mobley. And then I got to get to this Browns thought before Lima likes at 745. Anthony in Cleveland, hello. What's up, guys? Hi. Um, hi. Uh, so about Mobley, uh, I just don't think he is going to be that guy, that unicorn that people have uh, put the title on him to be. I was talking to uh, the late, great BSK one time and in a barbershop. Uh, no less. And I was, you know, just wanting to argue with him because he was this, the big sports kahuna. And he had said something to me one time about if a player hasn't become that guy by the, his third year in the NBA, then he's never going to be that guy. And, and ever since then, and this was years ago, this was the early two thousands. So <clears throat> ever since then, I looked at players who were supposed to be that guy and by the third year, they were either that guy or weren't that guy. I'm like, he's right. And it's Evan Mobley's third year. I just don't see it. He doesn't have that, that what they call dog in him. And you brought up a point, Ken, when you said maybe he should be the second option. And I, I, for a second, I'm like, well, maybe that might be the fix for him. Maybe they just might need to make him make him the man. But I just don't see it. I don't know. Uh, I wonder if they should force the issue. Because, I mean, I've had a lot of detractors here over the last couple of years. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. I've been very positive about the young players of the Cavs. With Dar- not, I wasn't as much with Colin Sexton, Anthony. I, I was with, with Darius Garland and certainly with Evan Mobley. I'll admit that freely to anybody out there. Uh, with I those- wanted to say real quick, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, because i, I got to go clock in for work. Well, fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wanted to say before I go, having children is a completely selfish decision all right there you go <laughs> all right anthony thank you very much you're on the record there and that that owen delivers well, right. part of the uh menagerie i i have been I, I have been very positive about the two of them now the unicorn word gets thrown around like that that's part where in you know jason disagreed with me and that's fine a lot of people did disagree with me just because they wanted me to work me up if we're going to use this as some sort of an experimentation or, or to, to look at different rotations and try threes like that was part of the reason i go hey have evan shoot from everywhere let him find his spots on the floor. If he takes eight threes in a game, fine. I don't care. Like, I know that, hey, they're the two seed. Now, hey, if we just hold on to the top four, I still think it's going to be okay. Now, I really don't want to run into the Pacers. If the Pacers end up with the seventh seed or the Pacers end up with the sixth seed, I don't really want to end up with them. And so there's a couple of teams I do want to avoid. I also like to avoid the Heat. Well, I'm going to end up playing a team that's pretty good anyway because it's the playoffs. So I got to get some things figured out. But if I'm talking the long-term health, this is what makes it tough with having Donovan Mitchell on the team now, because I got to do what I can to win, but I also need to develop Evan Mobley, and I got to get whatever swagger that that Darius Garland was missing. I have to get that back. Uh, just just as an aside, the unicorn thing, because I've been asked about this before. Um, we we get excited to talk about unicorns because Evan Mobley came in and we're like, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can pass. By the way, he can pass. Um, the dribbling, I'm not so not so sure about right now. He does not look very confident with his handle, but. I think just if you're a, if you're six ten or above now in the NBA, you're not going to get drafted unless you're a unicorn. So every big man is coming into the league able to shoot, 
They all have to shoot. Yeah. That's why um, if you watch any college basketball at all, any any men's games, Zach Eady from Purdue, Purdue. like he's not going to be anything in the NBA because no. he can't do those things. No. He's dominant in college. He's one of the best players in college basketball. Nobody talks about him as a difference maker at the next level because they're all unicorns now. I mean, think about the players that can do all of the above right now in the league, young players, Chet Holmgren. We saw him very early in the season burying, you know, clutch three-point shots. Like, Evan Mobley can't really do that. Um, And he can put it on the deck. Jaron Jackson III in Memphis, he can do all of what Evan Mobley can do and so much more. Sangoon. Now, may not may not look as, as flashy because he's a, a post player, but he can pass, dribble, shoot, unicorn. Caps going up in the NFL. We'll get back to the Cavs coming up in a bit. Cavs, Caps going up in the NFL. 13%, $30 million. It's good for the Browns because I think it takes away any of the silly conversation. I think you still have to rework something out with Nick Chubb. But again, I think it behooves Nick Chubb and the Browns to work together and get themselves a reworked contract for a multitude of reasons I spelled out already. I am not very worried at all about Nick Chubb's future with the Cleveland Browns. I think he'll play for the Cleveland Browns at some point in the 2024 season. However, one of the wide receivers that people were looking at, T. Higgins. Now, I always put T. Higgins on the shelf because I thought that they would franchise tag him anyway in Cincinnati and that they are not going to trade T. Higgins to the Cleveland Browns, so that's a no-go. Seems that he's going to be franchise tag now, especially with the new cap. And all of us were circling in on Mike Evans, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, if I'm not mistaken here, Tone. It seems that Jer- that they're going to go back to the table with Mike Evans and maybe work something out down in Tampa Bay with him. Yeah, I find it hard to believe Mike Evans, as, as crucial as he was to their success and to make them a playoff team and to help Baker Mayfield, I find it very hard to believe he's ever going to hit the so light of day. what other agency. options are we going to have that's probably realistic other than just the second round of the NFL draft? Because that might be just where we're looking at right now, and I'm not sure with some of the needs and wants of this football team. Wide receivers are always needed. We've had an up-and-down history with tra- with drafting wide receivers right off the top of our heads. Calvin Ridley are we is... Li- I mean, that's a possibility. I don't know if he's necessarily going back. I think that they'll probably take somebody in the draft. So if, if I have a possibility for him, that's fine. I, I just don't want to overrate one of these guys in free agency because it seems to be for a lot of people that maybe they feel that way about Elijah Moore. Christian still, Kirk is another one. I've that I've coaching staff about that, but either way. Yeah, Christian Kirk. I, I think we've got we've to gotta bring our standards down a little bit. We're, because when we're talking Mike Evans and we're talking T. Higgins, we're talking about those Those are on a lot of teams. And if these those teams are number ones, these guys, that's different. We're, I, I'm, I'm thinking we're playing in the pool of the, the Christian Kirks of the world. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's fine. That's where, unfortunately, you know, we're talking free agency. You know, Justin Jefferson, an article came out yesterday. The Browns cannot trade and pay Justin Jefferson like that. I would be blown away. And if they did that, we'd be talking about losing somebody. You would not be able to lose someone of significance. for Yeah. Justin Jefferson. So this is where we talk when, when the cap comes into play and Haslam's are willing to pay and, and we have these strategic advantages, supposedly Browns fans think the reality is if you go out and trade for Justin Jefferson and make him the highest paid receiver in the game, you're not that you're taking from another position group. Yes. You're not going to be able to go get the number one pass rusher in free agency or re-sign, you know, your 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 guys on the defensive line. There's just no way. Well, I, I think that Christian Kirk makes a little bit of sense. Calvin Ridley might be borderline for a lot of people. I, I think the draft is possible is a possibility, but I think that with the cap going up, it makes it better for us. It's like, hey. Things are working out. Andrew Barry knows what he's doing. A lot of people know what they're doing in the Browns organization. That's great. But there's also one of the other things that we have to pay attention to. It's like, okay, because it's more space for the Browns, 
that also means it's more space for everybody else, and they can go out there and they can make moves. Because I think as of right now, be somewhere to we're $7 million over if, if the new year starts, which a lot of things can be taken care before of. Before the right restructures. Yeah, yeah, before the restructures. 216-474-0092. Salary cap is going up. Will it hurt our chances for a great wide receiver? Well, we'll talk to Daryl Ryder coming up at 8 o'clock about that. Up next, did Shane Gillis save SNL on Saturday night? Find out during Lima Likes next on The Fan. Where do we even begin? Lima Likes. A funny thing happened during my break. What was that? The long, enduring, lengthy, national, international nightmare has come to an end. My program and my faith in my favorite basketball program in college sports was renewed. Lima Likes. They fired Chris Holtman. Lima Likes. They beat Purdue, the number two team in the country at home. Lima Likes. Yesterday, a buzzer beater on the road in a place they never play well. Michigan State, the Breslin Center in East Lansing, a victory. Holy cow. Lima no likes. People said they got to hire Jake Diebler. Well, that's where I was going with it. No, no, no. That's where I was going, Keep him on the staff. I love love him on the staff. I'd love his brother, John, to come over. What is he with Thad Mata right now? Uh, I think, is he? Why not hire Jake Diebler? Why not? Um, Because I, maybe I'm delusional. You could tell me I am. I still think Ohio State and Jay Wright. Well, he said yesterday, I guess, he went out and said he is uh, not a candidate. And I had heard that they did reach out to him. And Nick which, Saban said the same is, thing about Alabama. That is true. I, I, You know, he's also 62. I don't think people realize that he's a little 62. older than you think he is. A little he's one of those. Too. Yeah. I know he looks great. He wears the beautiful suits. He's on CBS doing Ohio State games. Um, that was the first name they were going to reach out. And that's good. They, they're not doing their jobs that they don't. Um, but I, I, I just don't think at this stage when I hear guys like Chris Gent or Scooney Penn, uh, no, you need a guy who's done it before, who has experience doing it. This to me, and call me delusional if you want. You can look me in the eyes and say it. I'm not going to be offended. Right. I think Ohio State can be a top 15 college basketball job. Yeah, you you might money. not know that if you've watched the team over the last however many yeah, years. Yeah, Lyman, I'm going to need you to look at me real quick. You're being delusional. <laughs> you think I'm being delusional? I disagree. I disagree. I think they can be. I absolutely they sh- they think they can be. They should have been. They're not, though. In the land- they- it's going to take a lot to get them there. In the land of NIL, why not? Why not? I, I think that right now it feels like Calipari's just cashing checks at this point. Yeah. I think this might be the very last year for Tom Izzo. I don't think anybody would be surprised there. Uh, so those are jobs that would possibly be opening up. Um, there's there's other opportunities, yes. But hey, now that you have money to play with, if we're in the land of NIL still, I I, I, I think you can be. Yeah, I just think it's a year-by-year thing now. Though. It is. It is. And I think, I think players in the transfer portal, they'll go anywhere if you're going to pay them. They don't care who the head coach is. Uh, but so given that, my two names, if anybody cares, Sean Miller, and I, I'd look at Scott Drew at Baylor. I would absolutely look at him. They have NIL issues at Baylor. They have not rewarded him for his national championship. Is it better for college basketball because they're so used to the one-and-done format in the NIL world than it is for college football? Where guys might show up for Probably. a year and then go to another. Well, you're saying these these coaches at college football want no part of this new job. No. But in college basketball, that's that's been the job. They've been living this way for yeah, and you only have so many years. guys. You only have to get a few commitments, and then you can build a team. Right? I feel that I would like Sean Miller. I I've always had a thing for sweaty coaches. Yes. I always had a soft spot for Gary Patterson, and so yeah, I I think my leader in my, in the clubhouse, and obviously I'm no Ohio State fan. Yeah, and I don't, the leader in my clubhouse would be Sean. Miller. I don't. Scott Drew would take some. He's had a good thing going for a long time. There, 
Um, he also has connections to the Deeblers, so I think that makes sense with with his dad coaching Jake yeah. at Valpo. That makes sense to me. Uh, how about this? Lima lights. Another enduring, long national nightmare is over because I had to hear about it every year from all you gamers out there. Madden. Kenny, Madden? What about it? It's not only is it coming back, the players are finally getting paid. No, no, no. You're thinking of college football. football. Yeah. (laughs) College football. It's the same thing. However, however. Lime no life. They're only getting paid 600 bucks if people are outraged. What's what's Matt getting 600 bucks? I would have no problem. If I was playing in that game and I'm on Akron and you're telling me I can make $600 and I wasn't getting any NIL money to begin with. Where am I signing up? Like, how fast can I sign so if up? My, if Why number, are people outraged about this? I don't understand. Because it's the internet, and that's where people... They're, they're, you have the haven of professionally outraged, which are on social media. It is their job. And they it, in the NCAA and college football and big business are the perfect things to go after when it comes to college sports. I'm sorry. If I'm Kenny Carmen and I'm the, I'm the offensive lineman at Ohio State University, use a big name. Use yeah. a big name like Ohio State. They're just going to put number 74 there anyway. And no one so I care. might as well get my $600. You have no leverage. It's a video game. The players have zero leverage in this. They have not been able to unionize college football to maybe you could squeeze out another grand at most. You, like, you're taking the $600. Don't be outraged for my $600. I'll just take my $600. And wouldn't it be you cool? You can be outraged for other people, not for me. And, and if you are making NIL money, then who cares? Would, would it be cool just have your name in that game and have it just be there forever yeah. for perpetuity. I, I think that would be cool. All right, here are my extensive remarks on what I saw on Saturday night. Lima likes. Shane Gillis was the host. He appeared in every this sketch. I, stuff. I mean, they overworked him. They and had I to. Thought they it, had to. And I thought it was funny. Okay. That's Lime a bad thing. Likes. Moving on. Brian Hoyer. At, Wait a minute. That's what? it? Wait a second. That's what you, it? You want more analysis? You, didn't, you, didn't, you weren't going to give me do the... You have, uh, do you have clips? The the, the gambling you, uh, sketch that they had? Would the you, gambling uh, Would you ad? like me to weigh in on him telling Down Syndrome jokes as somebody who's in no, a family of no, Down Syndrome no, uncle? No, It's not what I was saying. Would you like to play the clip? Can we even play Rest the clips? Peace, Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. Yes. It's still... Set over. Owen, I, I thought you were going to say more fa- than you. You have family members that might have visceral reactions to that. I do. I'm one of those family members. Maybe. I was that. Uh, is it your uncle that I met at the? No, it's at the my funeral? brother. It's his brother. It's your brother. Okay. Would you? Do you have any commentary? I. Nope. There why is everybody? Why is everybody so nervous to talk all of a sudden? Move it on there, bud. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Lima lights. Uh, uh, I absolutely loved that the Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel stuff came up again because it's a lot of the stuff that I heard was going on from some Browns individuals that were very close to the team <laughs> when this was breaking out on a daily basis, yes. that there were some people that were not happy with Brian Hoyer and his lack of mentorship when it comes to Johnny football. Everything I heard from Johnny, people wanted to call him a liar. No, I, I, I heard a lot of the same things. Oh. Brian, Brian was not necessarily all that cordial and was not going to be a father figure to Johnny Football while he was here gallivanting around and dealing with his substance abuse problems. Now we can just say that. Not reckless speculation at the time, even though people wanted to kill me when I was telling you uncomfortable truths about Johnny while it was going down. Um, yeah. Talking about me. Brian, Brian uh, was, uh, there were some others. Brian was not maybe the upstanding teammate in that regard, and yet I look at his career earnings. It was the right decision. $40 million. 
Man. He wasn't getting NIL money. He wasn't getting endorsement money, although he did get Mr. Hero. He played he at did. Michigan now, State. You're saying he played there for free? I don't think Brian got a ton. Oh, I don't uh, think. He played at Michigan State. Speculation. Remember, he was. They had kind of a log jam at NFL quarterbacks at Michigan State there for a period of time. What, him, Jeff Smoker? Yeah, well, yes. uh, Who else? There were, there were, I mean, he it was in that quarterback room. There was a baseball player in there, wasn't there? Was he not there at the same time as Kirk Cousins? I think so. I don't know. Someone in the family will text us coming up here momentarily, I'm I, sure. I, I think if my, my memory serves me correctly, they had others at the at same time. Uh, meanwhile... Lima likes. Uh, Ken, you might have changed my life. You may have, may have made life easier oh, for nice. me. Good. One nice. of the big criticisms over the year, over the years, was anytime that a maybe a family member, maybe a fan of the show, would reach out and say, Kenny, we love the show. Because they would always go through you because they knew you were a lot <clears throat> nicer than me. Well, they knew how to answer them. We, have, we, we would like to have a, a photograph of the two of you doing your show and we would like them autographed and we want to give them out around Christmas time or keep them or whatever. Yes. I have no signature. I never worked on a signature. I was unable to. My cursive is terrible. My handwriting's terrible. I don't have the calligraphy in my in my in my DNA. veins. Yeah. yeah, the way that Ken does. In his veins. And so Kenny sent me a picture. I've been working on it. He's been working. Oh, you've created one, huh? I got one for him. He's working on it. I'll have to tweet it out here shortly. Wow, Ken Carmen Enterprise. Look Wait, at yeah. that. Wow. Look at that. Kenny what has my new signature. signature. So yeah, work on that. Part of me, uh, can we 3D print it so no, I don't ever have to you actually should be sign able it? to make a stamp. You at should least. get a stamp. You should get a stamp. Well, like you that. have to show me how to do it because just I cannot. I cannot oh, easy. replicate that. The A is a star. Yeah. And then you draw it through, and then you write the the Anthony whatever. <laughs> Uh, over the line. You got to well, show me how to do the L. Be a, the L's got to be swooping so you can put I'm a underneath the L. The there's swooping gotta be, L. There's got to be some sort of nursery rhyme or something like loop, swoop, and pull that yes. you teach kids to tie their shoes. Can I you can have create that for Lima. the West Chiaga marching band do script Anthony Lima and do it like I this? I think Lima. you have to. They, like the flying M with the Michigan Wolverines, the script Ohio. I'm glad you like that one. Kenny. I've been working on it for months. Near and dear to my heart, I kind of begged Ken over the years. Yeah. Can you do something in the way of giving me something that I can mass produce? Now, I'm not going to make it sound like anybody has wanted my autograph over the years. Nobody has. But if they do, I'm going to be prepared now going forward. You're, you're still ridiculous again because I have to go to FedEx but, this week and get a photo of us again for you to sign. So you're putting me to the test. I have to be ready. To be you able to should try the that. new signature I mean, on this photo. I could ruin it, though. You know no, the best care. way to do this. They're getting it for free. Go buy a new house. You get to sign that paper 50, 60 times. <laughs> That's true. It's part of the reason I like paperwork, because I get to sign my name. Kenny loves it. Kenny has a great signature. I'm Thank so you. jealous. That's you it. You have handwriting for narcissism? Yeah, I do. Outstanding. Are they likes. making kids take cursive anymore? Is that over? Yes, they still 820. do. 820. No. Oh, that's a big thing. I told you I did my I did my Jim Rome impression. I said more cursive, less common core. Good night now, and I sent that to you. <laughs> Eight twenty. <laughs> Everyone wants to be confident and comfortable, including the Browns and their fans. Up next, the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder. Are we out of the wide receiver market already? He'll answer it. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General, on the fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.